Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome into episode 69 of the Dumb Marks Podcast, your favorite Saturday brunch bunch. Back in the groove, best four-man booth in the business. Back at it again. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. 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 Coffee, perp, and I guess your show. There you go. That's a way to start off the day right there. You know, um, I, that's that's a pretty good wake up plan. Uh, Breakfast <laughs> the champions right there. I got coffee, no no perp, so um, you know that that maybe have to be later on in the day. Um, but uh, yeah, welcome in everybody. Uh, busy week for us. Um, Dunmark's ventured outside of of the original show here and, and did some uh, additional podcasts this week. So I want to give a shout out and a thanks again to uh, the Pro Wrestling Podcast. In my opinion. Uh, for having us on to discuss um, some wrestling, uh, you know, a little debate format. Got uh, got our Stephen A. Smith and um, Max Kellerman first take groove on there. <laughs> and then uh, shout out to the Call Up podcast for having us on to break down everything Cobra Kai. Um, so getting into our entertainment bag as well. So busy week for us. We had the roundtable last night uh, for, for Marvel. Um, if you haven't weren't able to catch that live last night head over to our youtube channel um you can watch the replay of that video broke down everything that was uh the year in marvel for 2021 deep dive into some spider-man no way home talk and then uh gave some predictions and looks as to what's to come in the upcoming year this year for marvel both on the big screen and disney plus as well so gentlemen with all that being said you guys doing good we ready to go today Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. Jay, you're on time. Thanks for showing up 40 minutes late last night. <laughs> this guy is freaking believable. <laughs> oh, nice. There you I'm go. Ready? Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, had a lot of fun doing that on Tuesday. That was that was really that was fun. Yes, it was. On the show, so that was that was great. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna return the favor um, and, and do the job, so to speak, and and get them <laughs> on our show here um, in the, in the next couple of weeks. We got something planned, so um, yeah, looking forward to what we have upcoming as well. <clears throat> so, all right, great. Um, I don't got much else for the intro other than the fact that I tried to get ripped off at my uh, uh, getting my inspection done this morning. Um, <laughs> what happened? Well, I. I take it off. I drop it off last night. No big deal. You know, hoping to get it, get it done and get it back before the show started today, which was great. Um, so I don't got to leave early or anything. Um, but yeah, I get, get the phone call. Hey, uh, yeah, I just want to let you know, um, your front brakes look good and everything else. Your back brakes, the tech driving around said it was a little, you know, a little, a little hard to stop. It took a little longer to stop than usual. And it's not, um, they're a little, little rusty. Um, but they're at a four, you know, a two's passing. I'm like, so it, it's doubled than what it needs to be for it to pass inspection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you may want to get them replaced now and save you. And I'm like, well, am I going to need brakes in the next couple of months? Like, I'm literally in my car only for a half an hour a day. I drive 15 minutes back and forth to work. Like, and it's not highway driving. It, you know what I mean? Like, I don't drive anywhere. Um, He's like, oh, yeah, just come. You know, we might suggest that we take it. I'm like, listen, dude, just finish my inspection and call me when it's done. <laughs> You're not going to get me for a pair of back brakes when I don't need back brakes. Like, <laughs> One that so, quick New Year money, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, so at least that's all you get. Whenever I whenever I take mine in, I just I hear the faintest squeak and then I bring it in. Oh, you need new rotors. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Ah. 
But I'll wait till that. I'll wait till the rotors bleed. I don't. We 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 gonna we gonna ride it till the wheels fall off, as they yep. like to say. Um, so yeah, that's it. So I don't got nothing else for the intro. I don't know what you guys got cooking. Um, if you want to get in anything, um, maybe a little smash of trash here before we jump into bell to bell this week. But what else? Anybody got anything else? Nope. Yeah. All right, for the intro. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, yeah. let's run let's through some trash. smash of trash. This is our favorite uh, fat kid segment of the week where we, we discuss what new snacks may have come out and, and give our opinion as to whether we would smash them or trash them. Obviously, smash or trash. So let's <laughs> run through these quick hitter style. Yeah, there should be a, a quick addition here. Uh, this week, Oreo announced for its 110th birthday, they're going to have like their normal Oreo cookie and there will be sprinkles inside the cream and the cookie. No, not only, but it isn't it. It's going to be chocolate birthday cake flavored cream. Oh, you know, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so it's two layers of cream because it's the regular one with the sprinkles. Then, yeah, then there's a chocolate layer underneath too. Smash, smash, smashing all, smashing all the. That's too much. (laughs) (laughs) Try those out. That's ultimate chocolate. Those will put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, those chocolate. ultimate chocolates will that that's what you need to, to eat after you have some of that perp in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh more on Oreo. They have three new frozen items out. So Oreo cookie sandwich. So it's the Oreo cookie with cookies and cream ice cream, an Oreo bar, and then an Oreo cone, which is basically like their version of a drumstick. Smash, mash, 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 mash. Not, not even a hesitation with that there. <laughs> uh, some breakfast items. Ego is coming out with Fruit Loops waffles. Yes. Smash. smash. Trash. Uh, Totino's is coming out with Cinnamon Toast Crunch pizza rolls. Trash. Trash. Smash. Tra- <laughs> they had some something like that last year. I don't know if it wasn't Totino's, but it was something else. Smash. Okay. Um, if you like mixing cereal, uh, General Mills is coming Mesh. out with a mix of Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I love Lucky Charms, but hate Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So trash. I eat both, but would not con- would, would not combine those two together. So trash for me. Smash. Yeah, it's a weird combo. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like just mess up the roof of your mouth. And finally, uh, if you're in the Columbus area, Wendy's is testing three new frosty Sundays. A marshmallow charm, so Lucky Charms, a classic strawberry frosty Sunday, and a chocolate lover's frosty Sunday. Columbus is only three hours away from us. We could do a road trip there and back. <laughs> Smash. Smash all three of them. And how the hell does Columbus get selected for that? Like, what went into That's that process? Out of. That's where our base is. So, all Columbus right. has like a lot of like startups there for like restaurants okay. and other stores. Yeah, no, three hour road trip. It'll be it'll be our version of uh Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Be the Dunmarks go to go to Wendy's. <laughs> I say after the show, go now and make it back before the storm. <laughs> yeah. You go. Right now I'm eating uh Ego Pop Tarts. What was that on the uh, smash the trash list? Trash. Trash smash. Trash. Smash. Tastes like yeah. eggs, eggs and syrup. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give that a try. Trash that. All right. Anything else for the intro? We got a steak and shake around here, but they just end up closing up. Again. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're cutting deep, my man. Yeah, yeah. I, definitely, I definitely miss the milkshakes from Steak and Shake. That was a that was a go-to late night spot for sure. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> so the string fries with cheese was also fire. Yeah. Oh, That's wow. all I got for Smash or Trash this week. All right. Well, then let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's get into Bell to Bell. All right, big week this week in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, we'll touch on some of the stuff that happened. Uh, won't won't necessarily deep dive too specifically in the shows unless we get a good topic here going uh, based off of what we watched this week. But I guess the biggest news from the week here, um, word came out that MLW um, is filing a lawsuit against the WWE alleging, amongst other things, that in August, WWE pressured Fox-owned streaming service Tubi to terminate a media distribution deal with MLW the day before it was announced. Um, so I guess we're we're going with um, you know WWE back in court again. Um, this time, Court Bauer and MLW um, filing suits. Um, what do you guys make of it? What do you think is going to happen? Any? Any initial thoughts right off the bat? I'm going to pull up the – while you are talking, I'm going to pull up the article to to go over the actual allegations itself. But that was the, the general summary, so to speak. I think MLW definitely got a case. I mean, you can't be the, the big shark in the group and just try to smash everybody. It's called Monopoly for a reason, and they have laws up against that. You just can't cut everybody else off because you want to be the big fish in the water. Um, it's interesting. Court knows the WWE system and he worked there for years. He knows the people in charge. Um, I think, I think he probably thought about this very methodically and, uh, knows his game plan. I, I think he probably really looked into seeing if he had a case and, um, I'm sure he does. I think that if this goes to court, which I don't think it will go to court, I think this will get settled. Um, but if it would, I think he would win. But it's just WWE has the money. So they're going to, if they want to push this out and push this out and let courts spend a lot of money, they'll do that. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where this goes. Um, but yeah, like I said, court knows, knows the system. So I think that he, I think he's probably just looking maybe for a payday out of this, not necessarily a win, because I think he's justified getting some pay, something out of it. Because he's not, I don't think this is going to go to the point where he's going to win this massive case or anything against them. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee, I don't, I don't see court doing this as a money grab. Um, I'm not saying it's a money grab. He's owed something, you know, they they screwed him royally on this. So just something to to recoup his losses. I think he's, he's justified in getting. So, um, we all know, and if you watch Dark Side of the Ring, you got you got to see see a face behind the name. But um, anybody that knows pro wrestling um, throughout the years has has heard of the you know the name of Jerry McDivitt, um, which is the lawyer who represents WWE. Um, has been if you go back all the way to the steroid trials, um, where that relationship first came into play for Vince McMahon um, and he's been with him ever since Uh, he responded to these uh, allegations and lawsuit and said, um, I have not seen the the lawsuit. I have not seen the full lawsuit since WWE has not been served yet. If to be breached, then sue to be as to vice, because there were allegations in there as well with, with vice and um, vice, not 
moving forward with putting MLW on their programming. Uh, they did air one show after uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Um, he says, as to Vice, WWE has no commercial relationship with them or, for that matter, any of the other dozens of content distribution entities with whom MLW could do a deal with if they had a commercially viable product. They put a show on Vice, if memory serves me correctly, after one of the Dark Side shows and lost most of the audience. I think I read they got only 40,000 viewers. No wonder Vince did no further deal with MOW. Um, Bauer's statement initially was accusing WWE of wrongly depriving its competitors of opportunities for years. Um, MLW had believes that WWE did this to company is anti-competitive, um, did this to his company and is anti-competitive. Um, so yeah, we'll see what plays out here. Um, I don't want to say it's the first time that somebody's taking WWE to court because WCW and WWE battled basically in the courts the entire time the Monday Night Wars was going on with frivolous lawsuits back and forth, right? Um, this, if it does have legs to it, and there are substantial substantial evidence proving that WWE did this um, to to kibosh any deals that MLW had in the works with regards to Tubi or Vice, then it's going to be a big win for not just MLW, but other companies out there. Um, the precedent will be set as far as monopolizing the market. I don't know if it'll play out that way. Um, but like you said, Chris, the money is there. WWE can stay in court as long as they want. So yeah. how long does Court Bauer want to fight this yeah. if it drags out from time, you know, for a lengthy period of time? Hell, this could go on two to three years before it even seasons the inside of a courtroom to mm-hmm. even start the proceedings. So mm-hmm. is he willing to to die on that hill and, and battle that? Yeah. And does he have the money? Because I'm gonna guess that he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vince, Vince can Vince and the WWE can throw away the money, no problem. It, the first thing they remind me was whenever the whenever Bully Ray talked about whenever he, him and Devon went to TNA, you know, and they were fighting over uh, the Dudley Boys name. They felt that they were in the right that they owned the name. Vince said that he owned the name because of him buying ECW, you know. Bully Ray, he said that, you know, his lawyers told him, you have a case, you could justifi- justifiably win this, but, you know, do you want to sa- salvage that relationship with the WWE? You know, and, you know, and just in case you'd ever want to go back and work there, and do you want to waste all your money? Because that's what they're going to do. They're just going to push this out and push this out, and you're just going to spend a lot more money than you have, and they have it. Right. So. Yeah. Um, you say, this is this is just the, the tip of potentially what could be an iceberg, who knows? I'm sure we'll we'll get more information as as the weeks and months roll on here um, into this year, and maybe it is something as as basic as hey, you know, we're gonna file it, we're gonna serve you. Let's let's talk, let's work something out. Um, because MLW does have a viable product, regardless of what Jerry McDivitt says. There is an audience for MLW. They have a good roster. Court does an excellent job with what he does with that company and that product. And he has built them up to be a legitimate option as far as an audience grabbing show. 
And to have a big deal like something with Tubi get, quote unquote, axed because WWE stepped in and said, hey, don't do this because Tubi's an offspring of Fox, then yeah, we got issues and we got problems. So I want to see how it plays out. I'm curious about it. This this is where the my my legal background side of me and, and my my nerd side will be all over this and following this from from just a straight interest standpoint. Um, because this is the type of case that you know is not only interesting for the facts being presented, but the precedent that it can set moving forward for a big time corporation that for twenty plus years had the the entire market. Mm. So, <clears throat> but it's okay for them to be on Fox and uh, Peacock and all that stuff together. Fox, <laughs> USA <Free> Enterprise, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Like it's okay for them to do it, but nobody else can do it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, whatever they're on in the UK. Um, What's that? Sky? Yeah, I mean TSN up in Canada. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, you're good there, but. Let somebody else try to hop on Tubi, um, <laughs> and we're going to put the foot down. So, I just find it interesting that, like, what what would be WWE's motive behind putting the roadblock up for MLW? Like, I, I don't get that. Like, MLW is not – it's not AEW as far as the backing and the money and everything else. Um, and I get, you know, Turner is different than, than Tubi, obviously – but you know why? Like why MLW? They want Jacob Fatu <laughs> running into the ground simple? and poach the contract. <laughs> I guess that's that, that simple. That, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, this, this is the first I was hearing it to me. The whole time I was I, I was hearing Vice, and my my thinking was like, why are they even worried about Vice? Like, if, I mean, why are you worried about? MLW and not Vice, since Vice is the one putting out all the the pretty much anti WWE stuff, right? And and to be to be right now they they do have wrestling stuff on their on their streaming service. Um, the big thing that I go to to before to watch is Lucha Underground um, mm-hmm. because you can watch all the seasons there. And my guess is is based off of courts dealings with with individuals that were in Lucha Underground recently um, with MLW Azteca and people that he's brought in and have talked to, I would assume that's where the the start of that relationship started as far as him being able to get into talks with people from Tubi mm-hmm. to even discuss about getting MLW put on them as far as being the streaming home for MLW. So, um, yeah, I mean, We'll, we'll, like again, we'll see how it plays out and everything else. I just, it's just super odd to me that that WWE would go through this amount of backdooring and shady dealings and everything else just to stop MLW from getting on somewhere. So, if if it's just MLW, do you think it's personal? No, because I don't. I, courts never. I mean, from everything that I've looked into and researched, there there's no bad blood between court and WWE. I mean, courts. He's done his own thing for a very long time, and it's been very successful with with MLW, the wrestling, as well as you know the 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 radio and podcasting side of things from from MLW itself. So, I don't 
think there's any bad blood there, but who knows? I mean, Vince does come across as somebody that would hold a grudge for a really long time, and we can go through and list exhibits with that, right? Like, and it, there may, you may not even know that you have heat with Vince, but there's something there, and he'll if there's an axe to grind, he'll grind it down to, to the bare bones before he even lets you, and then probably pick up another axe and start grinding that one down. So, um, yeah, it's either that or it's been going on everywhere, and he's the only one that knows the inside enough to go forward with it. Mm. That's possible. Yeah, yeah for, it how, is. for how well he knows the inside. Because mm. he was, I'm not saying he was Vince's right hand guy ever, but he yeah. was high enough up there, you know, like in, in the team. So, and I mean, and this could have been, this could have been a situation that came out of through COVID, Vince may have seen an opportunity to purchase MLW like he's done with Evolve and, and other entities. Um, and Court may have said, look, I'm not I'm not, yeah, selling, I'm not, I'm not interested. Like I have plans. I have a I have, I have a formula that I use. I run. I you know, I've been building this for a really long time. Um and that could have been okay, well you don't want to play ball with us, so we're just gonna chop you off at the knees and not let you on anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, there's so many <laughs> If you're juggling things, there's so so many balls up in the air right now. You don't even know what to what the what's coming down next. So I'm sure more information is going to come out as we, as we move forward with this. But I just thought it was interesting that we start the year off and the first major news um, besides all this. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, it's a good point. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But one of the, you know you you hear everybody playing nice in the sandbox with these. Forbidden door relationships, and then all of a sudden, there's a lawsuit slap because <laughs> people are playing, playing nice in the sandbox, right? Um, so yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Um, to piggyback on what we talked about a little bit from last week's show, um, with Mickey James being announced for the Royal Rumble and having that set the internet uh, wrestling community on fire, she gave a really good interview on Ariel Hawani's podcast slash show um if anybody out there wants to go take a listen to it hop on over to his youtube channel you can watch it there but um listen ariel's great i don't a lot of people give ariel shit i i loved him i love the way he covered ufc and mma for years i love what he's done so far as far as coverage of wrestling he's an entertaining guy he asks hard-hitting questions uh him and paul Heyman sit down they, they had before the end of the year last year was was really good um so i i like the way ariel attacks an interview and gets people to talk and, and give information the big thing was to well i guess i don't want to say the two biggest takeaways but number one the whole deal came about with johnny ace reaching out to scott demore to see if mickey would even be open and impact would be open to letting Mickey work the rumble. And then two, and I said this last week, business is business, right? But for mm -hmm. Mickey, it was a little bit more personal than just business is business with going back to the WWE. She didn't want the last image and the last memory of her being the trash bag scandal. Mm. So this was an opportunity for her to go back. She could go back. Not the way WWE wants her. She gets to go back as Mickey James Impact Women's Champion, 
She's going to come out with the belt. She's going to come out to hardcore country theme music. So she's coming back the way that she wants to come back, but she's going to get that final piece that that final thought of her in WWE isn't going to be the trash bag. It's going to be more of her in the rumble and this historic deal that's getting ready to take place in two weeks. So mm-hmm. like we said last week, uh, kudos to her with, with handling business the right way um, and doing it because she, she wants to leave the fans with the, the right taste in their mouths um, from her leaving WWE. So any thoughts on any thoughts on that little bit there? I'm cool with that. I think uh-huh. I think it's a good idea. Something different, you know. Um, you never know who it's going if it's going to turn any heads. You know, maybe it gets impact some more viewers, or maybe some impact. Maybe some people that haven't watched WWE tune into WWE because of like <laughs> Nikki James. You know, it, it, like you said, it's good business, and I, I'm glad that she's at least getting being able to kind of redeem this whole situation, like you said, left a bad taste in her mouth and some other people. So I don't think this is it for Mickey. Like, I think she'll be back at some point, maybe not wrestling full-time in WWE, but I think she'll be back in the company in some form or another. So I bring that up as a, as a segue in a transition professional radio guy, not really, but that's a hell of a segue. (laughs) Um, To bring up, let's, let's recap. The week that was for Impact Wrestling, and they had Hard to Kill last Saturday. Um, solid pay-per-view, top to bottom. I really enjoyed the card. Um, didn't think there was a bad match on the card. Not saying that everything was five stars, but I thought everybody did what they needed to do. Um, Mickey and Deanna main evented the card. I thought that was the right call, given the mm-hmm. feud that they've had. Um, it was justified in putting it in the main event spot. Whether or not the match went off as as you wanted it to go off being a Texas death match. Um, we could debate that, but I thought it was really good that they got to main event that to put the final stamp on their feud between them two. Um, but I don't eventually they'll circle back around and find each other again yeah. here. Um, so just overall thoughts of the, the card itself, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle and, and just a kind of, quick hitters maybe what you liked or didn't like from the show itself uh thumb in the middle for me um first hour was was a good hour like if you would just give me that one hour and like on tv or something that would have been probably one of the best hours of professional wrestling though the women's ultimate x you had the x division championship and the ring of honor championship all great like you said main event was, was exactly where it needed to be it should have been the main event glad it was um, I know they announced it early on. I missed the first hour. I had to go back and rewatch it. Um, so I missed when they did announce that it was going to be the main event. But whenever whenever they had the Impact Championship match before it, I was very excited that the women were getting their, their time to shine. Um, really, other after the first hour, then the main event, everything out in the middle just didn't hit really for me. It was, it was pretty missable there in the middle. Wow, really? I mean, you had yeah. Jonah and Alexander there. You didn't like that match? I mean, Alexander, you know, I said, was vying for my male wrestler of the year last year. So I'm never going to hate Josh Alexander. Jonah doesn't do anything for me at all. So the, the match didn't didn't do anything. The hardcore match, the 10-man, was awful. Didn't like anything out of that. I like the way it was set up, though. Kind of a, a War Games-esque yeah. with, the, with the countdown. Um, I, felt it, I felt that made it too slow and then... 
with with how slow the women's match kind of was and with that style like you know you had two hardcore matches that kind of went on longer than they should have in a way and i, I didn't like that, the i didn't like the fact that they had two hardcore matches on the same card okay like know. if for for how the women's match was slowed down i would have rather had the 10 man just be you know all 10 men out at the same time just beat the shit out of each other make it more fun you know because you couldn't do that with a women's match so yeah the the, the 10 man just nothing hit on that one for me at all all right Jay, Donald, any any takeaways from Hard to Kill on Saturday? I didn't do my homework. <laughs> Good job. Way to show up prepared for the show. Um, I read about it. I didn't watch it. <laughs> so, so transitioning to, to Thursday night's impact, um, for me, it was the best show of the week. Of all the shows that were on this week, top to bottom, I felt Impact was the best show from start to finish. I would put that number one for a show of the week. Um, and again, I said last year was the year of of, of the women in 2021, right? And, and my female wrestler of the year was Deanna Perrazzo, and she is off to a hell of a start in 2022 mm-hmm. based off of main eventing with Mickey at the pay-per-view, and then she main evented again Thursday night against the ROH women's champion, Roxy, uh, for a winner-take-all title versus title match. Uh, Deanna was victorious in what very early on were only 15 days into January, but um, that's a contender for match of the year so far. Um, (laughs) High-quality wrestling there, high praise for both of them. Roxy is only 20 years old, and she looks like she's a 32-year-old veteran. I mean... Style wise, technically wise, facial expression wise, she is going to be very hard to keep down um, from exploding onto the scene. I know she had a tryout with WWE recently. I don't know if she accepted it and is going there, and maybe that's why they did the the title drop. I have no idea. That's the rumor that I saw, but yeah, didn't see anything there. But she. If you you're looking for a name to get familiar with as far as somebody that's going to do big things this year, she is somebody that you need to have on your list one one thousand percent. So yeah, impact tremendous. Um, riding the wave, stayed hot after the pay per view, and like I said, I I'll wave the flag for Impact Wrestling. They they need more eyes on their product for what they do. Put it on something, and then maybe I can. <laughs> that's the it. problem. Yeah, true. Put it on. That's I'm, the I'm problem. Not- and I'm not paying for it. You know, it's give it to me somehow, but I'm not gonna sit there and give you any money for it. No. I used so, to watch so, I used to watch on Twitch and yeah. Twitch was so great. I <laughs> I mean I was there every two every every Thursday for Twitch. That yeah. that's where I watched it and consumed it. Um we saw NWA announced recently Nick Aldis was on Busted Open that NWA is is gonna be moving power back onto YouTube for yeah, free. Back, yeah. Um, so they, you know, he said, Hey, the, the paywall was what it was. We, we did what we thought best we needed to do because of the pandemic, but now we've, we've kind of turned that corner and everything else. So we feel that we can go back to being able to get back to our roots, be, be on YouTube, the paywall still there. Um, you can sign up for 50 bucks for the year. You'll get, um, all the, all the content as well as the live specials that they do throughout the year. Um, so yeah, I, I impact. It's the one thing that impact has missed on recently, 
is being able to be somewhere where you can get eyes on their product. And I don't know if it's them that they need because they now own Access TV. So I don't know if that's them that they need to try to work more access more homes or if they need to figure out another deal like what they had with Twitch. You know, because now they're doing this YouTube thing and they, and they have Impact Plus and everything. And that's great. You know, there are ways to watch Impact. Again, I'm not paying for it. You know, the, I, yeah, just the, the product isn't there for me to want to pay for every every month. All right. So I, I said this week, one of my one of my things is something that I'm going to do for the first time ever. Right. OK. So first time ever since this show has been on air. AEW Dynamite was the worst show of the week this week. <laughs> I hated almost every single thing about the show this week. It wasn't good. It was 30 pounds of shit trying to get stuff into a two-pound bag. <laughs> and it started it, it started off from the from the opening segment all the way through to the main event. Now, was there good wrestling on the show? Yeah, there's there's always good wrestling on the show. But from start to finish, I felt it was it wasn't produced well, segments weren't laid out well, timing was off, they were all over the place with storylines. It was just it was not a good showing from them on Wednesday night. I'm not gonna argue with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not not at all. It, it did feel like a very flustered show, you know, with with every segment. Nothing flowed. Um, there was stuff I enjoyed on the show, of course, but yeah. I mean, other than I, I watched a little bit of Raw, I watched a little bit of SmackDown, and watched Dynamite this week. That was it. I mean, for me, honestly, still Dynamite was the better show out of what I've watched, but, you know, I agree. I, I could say that if you missed it, I wouldn't recommend going back to watch it. Why are we hot-shotting the reveal... Now, kayfabe's dead, right? That, at least that's what they've been telling us for 20 years. Um, so we know Adam Cole and Britt Baker and I are an item. Yeah. Okay? Right? We know this. Okay? Why are you hot-shotting putting them on TV to be added into an elite versus best friends feud yeah. just to get one intergender match? Mm-hmm. To me, that's know. something that you need to... You need to save that, and you need to do that to where, when they come together, they're they're the they're the ultimate. They're the power couple. They run all of AEW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why waste it now? So Statlander's number one. It. So Statlander's number one for the title now. I, hate, <laughs> I hated it. Wasn't she just the number one? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and I, don't think, I don't even think they're going that way. I, I think it's strictly to have this intergender match, and then mm-hmm. we'll like after that, it'll be like poof, it's it's gone. Like, why I, you don't waste that when you can go so many different ways with it with them two together finally on mm-hmm. screen for mm-hmm. everybody just for for this feud. Like, I, I hated it, but then do you have them as a power couple? Yeah, you have. I, I I would have them as a power couple. You could run them a la Stephanie and Triple H back in the day. But like Cole's not even the top of his division. That's what it I'm won't saying. Be, won't be no time soon. Why waste it? 
That's that's what I'm getting at. Why do it? And they're both in different in different stories now too. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with Cole focusing on you know Red Dragon and the Young Bucks right now. It's like it it doesn't make sense that they threw this in there. Not at all. But then you'll be waiting for forever. For I'd rather wait for it then. Yeah, wait for it. Play it out. Give me this. Give me the story. Don't don't hot shot it just because you want to hot shot something to where you'll mm. get oohs and ahs and ten stars from Dave Meltzer for putting this match together. Like I don't. The, this o- is the, the audience knows they're together. That's no. That's no secret. So, if you want them to be together, you could have brought them out. You know, whenever Cole had his interview with Tony Schiavone. You know, or something yeah. like that. How many months ago? Like you could have done it then. You know, why do it now? Yeah. So I, I didn't like. I didn't like that at all. Um, how they did that. Uh, I'm okay with the with Lance Archer coming back and what he did. I thought it was good heat on him, but and I know records reset, New Year, so new challengers, new stories, everything. Right. So you have to you have to move into into the new year with AEW erasing everything that happened the year before because it starts over, which is fine. I, I'm okay with doing that. I like I like a reset. You know, give me a new start to a season. But given past history, he's not a viable threat. Archer. What, what makes yeah. you think Archer's going to beat Heyman? He's come up short in every big-time match. True. Except one, when he beat Mox. He's not. But other than that, he he doesn't he hasn't won the big one, and you know they want so you to forget. Would you say they want you to forget? I mean, all it is is giving Hangman a big man match. Yeah. So that's it. And, and I'm okay with with having you know Hangman overcame the. The technical wrestler, arguably the best wrestler on the planet, and and that, and move on to a different storyline. And now you're going to have him go up against this, you know, monstrous character who just decimates everybody and has no regard for human life. But to me, you can't just bring Archer back off an of injury and that be the case. Hit the ground running. Then it's he's going as, oh God, Jason. He's going right back to where he started. Once, once, once he loses the Hangman. That's what I mean. It's just it's the same circle for yeah. him, and I yeah. you know. And they better play this out on TV because I do not want to see this be the main event of the pay per view. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't yeah, want to see it at all. No, I don't hey. really want to see it either. But I don't. I mean, want you guys know my feelings about Archer. Soon as he came out, <laughs> that shit got turned off. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of of burials and people in the same cycle. Um, what what was the idea behind the opening segment of Raw this week? Because Brock Lesnar just buried Bobby Lashley. You just explained. I mean, Bobby's doing kind of complete. You have <laughs> you have Bobby, who's the heel, get in the ring and look at the baby face and go, "I respect you. It's an honor to be in here with you. It's great sharing the spotlight with you." And then Brock just eviscerates him on the mic. How often do you ever say that sentence? Never. <laughs> <laughs> he worked a knock knock joke. Not knock knock joking. 
And I wasn't mad at the knock-knock joke. <laughs> Normally, I would have fucking buried it. Like, we're doing knock-knock jokes now, but it it worked. It fit perfectly into it. And after that, it was like, fuck, Bobby's dead. I have no desire to see this match at the Rumble now. Off of one, off of one promo segment. This match has been 15 years in the making. Bobby has asked for this since he's come back into the WWE four or five years ago. Now, who's the? Do they know who's the main event of the Rumble? The Rumble is—is is it this match? The Rumble. The Rumble's the main event. Well, the there's the women's or the men's would be the main event. Oh, it is? Okay. I mean, I know sometimes they... Yeah, sometimes they change it. They change it differently, so... You don't... I, if if out of the two <laughs> title pictures right now, if anything's going to main event and it not be a Rumble match, it'll be Roman and Seth. It's not going to be Brock and Bobby. I thought it was going to be Brock and Bobby until Monday. <laughs> It'll be the first match. <laughs> so do they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just... It, it made no... It just didn't make sense that you have this, you know, beast versus alpha, you know, it has potential to be so good based off of what both men can do. And it's what everybody was clamoring for. Yeah. Like in ring ring work wise, like this match is going to be a banger and can possibly steal the show and be matches night at the rumble. Mm -hmm. Like I've, you can make that argument 1,000%. But to come out and do what they did Monday night, it's like, I... And you have, what, two more shows to build Bobby back up to make him seem le- legitimate? And out of both of those shows, is Brock even going to show up one time? Like, we... So, Brock comes out, eviscerates him on a mic, and, oh, yeah, I'll see you at the Rumble. I'm gone. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? That's, that's your creative. This made zero sense at all. So, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't get it at all. Um, flipping over to SmackDown last night, the final main event segment was what I look forward to most. The show, other than that, was the drizzling shits. Um, it's terrible, absolutely terrible. I missed the opening with the tag match, but I heard that was good. Poo day. Yeah, no. I'm here for the dad jokes. Oh gosh, I'm here for it. I had to go um, back and watch that just to see what y'all was talking about. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not doing that. And, and, and man, yeah, I'm here for the dad jokes. <laughs> so the the main event face off Roman and Seth. Um, if you didn't know it was Roman and Seth, they played up the fact that it was going to be Roman and Seth nine thousand times during the show. <laughs> True. <laughs> She would highlight. Yes, on every break, yeah, every transition, every back from commercial break, everything was Roman and Seth. Roman and Seth. Like by the time that break. happened, I thought Moxley was returning last night. <laughs> Might as well, right? Like, um, like these these are two storylines that could have two main event storylines that could have played out way much better. Yeah. But everything got to be hot shot. Everything. And that's the that's that's the issue at, with, with I, I get the COVID through all this in the loop, but yeah, yeah COVID, but it's here COVID, now. Yeah, <laughs> COVID gave you a different different set of circumstances, right? Yeah. You, the the rumors were WrestleMania matches that were supposed to take place were going to be Brock and Roman. You were going to have Seth as the champion because he was going to win it at day one to take on either 
KO, Big E, or Bobby Lashley, one of those three. You're going to have Charlotte and Sasha. Obviously, Sasha got hurt. She's out right now, time frame back, sometime in March. Um, and then you're going to have Becky and Bianca, um, which you may get because Bianca may win the Rumble again back-to-back years. Um, so that was the initial, supposedly the initial card. But now you have the you had to make the the switch and the transition, and there's so many layers to Seth and Roman, and there's so many things you can do with it. And I loved everything about the face off until the end. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no need to have the Usos run in there. I get it. Part of you know Seth's point was that Roman can't do anything by himself, but to me that just deflated and took all the air mm-hmm. out of that segment yeah. and left me with a with a bitter taste in my mouth as to compared to being like oh my god did you see the did you see the face off last night like it went total different direction for me based off of the off of the ending what what do you guys think of that how they played it out and what are you expecting from these two over the next two weeks before rumble match itself the initial face off i agree with you it should have just been probably just ended in a stare down the next two weeks, you could have had all the run-ins and everything. I agree. Yeah, I, I would have rather seen this just end, but they don't do that. <laughs> Got to do the brawl or something anymore. And it's, Try to make yeah, that number at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I'm hoping the next couple weeks build it up a little bit better. For me, it, it didn't wasn't all there last night. You know, I I, I still need that another. Another good promo, like to really sell me on mm-hmm. this. I I'm sold on it already, just because of the history that's there, mm-hmm. and I, you know, especially I'm a big Seth fan, so I'm glad to see him in this picture. And this is a match that you know we've talked about that they've tried to keep them separate on different brands for so long now, you know, just to kind of do a payoff later. So yeah, I, I think it can get there. Just and, we don't have a whole lot more time to get there and ramp up the intensity. Yeah. Yeah, See, I thought, I thought, I think one of the things that, and it's not just WWE, but wrestling in general, right? We don't get cliffhangers anymore. No. You don't, you rarely go off the air waiting for tune next week next to week. see what happened, right? The mm-hmm. tune in, tune in next week, <laughs> tagline Shivani used to say at the end of Nitro, that doesn't exist anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And I think wrestling, wrestling can use, they had multiple shows too. Wrestling can use an a, an injection of that. We we you need more cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. I think I think it would have worked way better. Which Chris leads into your point of of amping up the intensity. If you have Roman deliver that that line there with the, you know, if I wanted you know if I wanted to pick somebody to main event the Royal Rumble with, I would have I would have picked your wife. And you see Seth's face change yeah. and the twitching in the mm-hmm. face and everything else. Go to Go to black there. Like, just end it there. Yeah. Have it go mm-hmm. off there. Um, yeah, have it have it end there. So then it's like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Like, yeah. what what happened? So, what what's Seth thinking now? Like, because this is a different Roman. He hasn't seen this guy before. He hasn't faced yeah. this guy before. He just won up them on the microphone. That never happened before, right? Like, so. What's Seth's strategy going to be now? How's he going to get into Roman's head now? Like, Roman's whole promo was, you know, 
I'm top dog. I'm big shit. You're beneath me. This isn't even worth my time. I would have went after your wife instead of you. So what is Seth going to do to get into Roman's head? How's mm-hmm. he going to how's he going to get him now moving mm-hmm. forward? I thought that would have been a better ending. Yeah. But instead, you have them do, do, do the surprise attack. Seth does some gymnastics, you know. Um, Reggie the, Allah. Yeah, like, yeah Reggie <laughs> Allah. <laughs> jumping off of tables and everything else. Um, you know, I love Pat McAfee's line <laughs> about Seth dressing like a jackass. Um, <laughs> tremendous. Um, so, yeah, but that to me, that would have been the way better way to end the show last night. And then you can add on next week and then one more time, and then you're ready to go for the match. You're invested. You want to see it as much in the ring based off of what you know they can do as well as story playing out and leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Any other um, any other things you want to touch on show-wise? Any anything else stood out good or bad from you from this week, product wise? No, well, we pretty much so, covered everything uh, that I watched this week. I I brought up brought up Pat McAfee there. We'll run through some quick hitters here um, from the world of wrestling, real quick. Um, I brought up Pat McAfee, and the reason why I did that is because Pittsburgh, where we're at four one two. Um, black and gold country, even though Steelers are gonna get their ass beat tomorrow night, but we'll save that for sports. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's been another city that has produced more nationally seen wrestling commentators than Pittsburgh, right? And this this tweet came out from Joe Nombrowski. Um, he said, Has Pittsburgh produced more nationally seen wrestling commentators than anywhere else? Graves. McAfee, Mark Madden, Larry Zabisco, Bruno, uh, Bill Caudle, Franchise, Jack Caporla. I'm not sure about him. John Burton, 32. Um, Mm. And then he he said, even Eric Bischoff lived here for a short time as a kid. I'm not counting Bischoff. I I don't know for sure, but I don't think John Burton's from here. I know he worked here, but I don't think he's from here. Okay, so we'll take the, we'll take him and Bischoff off the list. But um, <laughs> other than that, uh, that's a hell of a list. I, I know Bruno did do commentating, but <laughs> what? I mean, I yeah, no different than than Jesse Ventura doing commentating, right? Like a wrestler moving. Well, there was a difference. The, the <laughs> <laughs> Not from style and everything else, but I'm saying, you know. Yeah. No different, but I mean, I don't. You can't. I don't think you can. You can say that that there's another city out there that that's done that, and has produced this high quality of commentators that are on that list. Mm-hmm. How long do you see McAfee's run being with WWE? Because years tops. Because to me, I don't know what he, I don't know what he signed on for, but. Mm. He brings a level of energy and fun and enthusiasm and yeah. everything else to SmackDown that no, just makes it yeah. enjoyable listening mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. It makes you enjoy Cole too, which I never thought I would say again. The old it is Cole is gone. Like I mean, it the, is. 
it's an injection of fun. It, mm-hmm. it is. It's something they really needed because it was because it's been bland for yeah. decades. I think it so depends on I mean, him, really. Like what what he wants to do next. You know, if he gets to the point, and, you know, he goes, "Okay, done this. Check it off my list, and I'm gonna just focus on the, my my regular show, or I'm gonna start doing this." I think that's where it's more at. Is probably what he wants to do. I think he still got one more match against Adam Cole. <laughs> um, speaking of commentators with one more match Corey Graves got cleared for, for wrestling again after seven years um, I believe his injuries were due to concussions Yes, mm-hmm. um, similar to Daniel Bryan right um, do you see Graves wanting to get back into the ring I know he's talked about it previously on his on his podcast Um you know, they kind of, he was, he was over it and passed it. But I think with, you know, Brian Danielson coming back, I think with Edge coming back, Christian coming back, especially Brian and Christian, given the fact that it was concussion based related um, as to why their careers were cut short, seeing those guys come back and being able to do it, I think may have lit that itch again for him to, Mm -hmm. to see if it would be possible I didn't watch FCW and NXT when he had his run there. Um, so I'm not familiar wow. ring work wise. I know he was an NXT tag team champion down there. Um, but uh, do you guys expect Graves to get in the ring and maybe transition from the commentary table for a little bit? Or do you think it'll just be kind of a one off situation? You, you get that one to surprise. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be a one-off, and that's it. If, if, anything, put, if anything, put him in a tag. Maybe him and Ziggler. That'd be interesting to see. Huh. Well, I mean, you have Miz and Marie. Play, you, play got and some more. you got Miz and Marie. You got Edge and Beth. Why not have Graves and Carmella? I mean, Why not yeah. bring back the mix match tag, the mix match oh, tag tournament? Oh. I love that. He, yeah, he could be the valley for her. <laughs> He'll have to be in a ring all the time. And, hey. Yeah. Um, I'd rather I prefer, like, I enjoyed Corey in NXT whenever he wrestled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like him down there. I'd seen him wrestle here in Pittsburgh a few times too. Like he has talent. There's no denying that. Like I thought he could have been a, a next level star in WWE had he stayed healthy. Um, but at this point, I've enjoyed Corey's commentating work more than I actually enjoyed his wrestling though. Like this was a thing that I didn't expect from him, and mm-hmm. I think he's really. Sh- had a nice shining career out of this and I'd rather him stay where he's at. You know, if you want to do the rumble spot or do some little things here and there, as long as you're healthy, cool. You know, you got, if you still have that itch, you know, you gotta do it, do it. But I'd rather see him stay on commentary instead of going to wrestling full time. I wouldn't want him off that booth or off that. Yeah. Cause I don't like, I don't like the other two. Mm. I, yeah. I don't think Smith and Saxon would be able to, Carry. To carry a show themselves. No. Um, and and who do you throw in that third spot? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing. I don't know who you throw in there as the third spot. Now Jerry Lawler supposedly re-signed with WWE again, so not reading into anything, but no. maybe for the little short run that Graves may have in the ring, it, you could slide Lawler in, and he could be the heel opposite of Saxton. Mm-hmm. To go or, that route if, if they decide to do that. Or you give us a hill Booker T. <laughs> so Later. rumor is, is that he's coming back too. 
right? Uh, it's, uh, that's that's to be rumored. There were some tweets this week. So I'm going to Jason real quick. Jason's life. The silent assassin. He kills him, yeah, with, that's he kills him with silence. Um, whether it's his, his wrestling takes or him meeting women, he kills him with silence. I've seen Adam Pierce lace up, laced up his boots, so yeah. you might get a couple uh, surprises in there. Everybody lacing their boots up. I think we're lacing our boots up for the end of the rumble. Hey, <laughs> never say never. <laughs> so we're just one entry, or are we four different entries? One whole entry. Look at you. We're coming for you. <laughs> I was going to say, me, me and Chris can come back as a smaller version of the natural disasters. <laughs> Uh, Chris, would, instead of being earthquake, he'd be sinkhole. Instead of me being typhoon, um, I don't know what a smaller equivalent wave is. But, uh, <laughs> that, could be, that could be our gimmick there. Uh, Microverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh natural, natural disasters. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That's that, that would help out with the ladies. <laughs> Here comes microburst. <laughs> um, <laughs> lastly, just just two other quick hitters here um, for Bell to Bell this week. Um, GCW announced this week that John Moxley will be making his return to the ring at their January twenty third show from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York. He'll be taking on. Homicide, Mr. 187 himself for the GCW world title. Um, also on that card, Joey Janela versus Matt Cardona, Ali versus Ruby, uh, Gresham, Jonathan Gresham versus uh, Christian Blake, who was in NXT for a short time. That match there is going to be insane. Um, if, if you, if you haven't not familiar with either one of those two guys, research them, watch them because that one's going to be a banger. And then Team Bandito versus Team Gringo. Not sure who's all involved in that match right now, um, but that's the card as is right now for GCW. They had a show last night in Detroit. Was um, well received from all accounts, from what I saw on the on the Twitter timeline. So, like I said, GCW was my projected promotion of the year um, to carry over the momentum from 2021 into 2022. So. We'll see how that plays out, but this is a card um, and a show that I'll I'll probably tune in to watch here um, coming up yeah. on the twenty third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna watch that, that one live, but that's available on Fight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What were you saying, Chris? I don't know if that's one that I'm gonna watch live, but I'm definitely gonna go back and watch it at some point. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, lastly, for me, um, if you're not watching the NFL playoffs tonight and you're looking for a wrestling fix, if you haven't gotten enough of wrestling, um, you can tune in uh, tonight for Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise. Um, Zicky Dice, if you're not familiar with him, he was in NWA for a while. He was their television champion right before COVID hit and everything got shut down. He recently signed a deal with Impact, so he's going to be working with them for a little bit longer. Um, not sure exactly the length of his deal, but he did sign up for them. The reason why I'm bringing this up is, one, you can go onto his Twitch channel um, and watch it for a watch-along. Start Starts at 7.45. The match that has me the most interested and which a lot of people, I 
assume we'll be talking about the rest of this weekend is going to be Taya Valkyries making her in-ring return after her WWE release, and she'll be taking on Thunder Rosa. So two of my favorite women, um, you know, going back to the Lucha Underground days um, with Taya and Thunder Rosa as Cobra Moon, um, those two ladies I think will steal the show tonight and have match of the night there. So if you're looking for a little wrestling fix and want something to do, even if you just tune in for that match, um, you can go on the Twitch and uh, do a watch along from Zicky's Twitch channel. Yeah, I'll check that out tonight. Anybody got anything else in wrestling to finish up Bell to Bell this week? No. Hey, did somebody say it's time to drink a beer? What? Drink a beer? What? Let's get into Bell to Bell. I'm thirsty. I'm sorry. Drink of the week. <laughs> Chug, 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 chug. All right. This week's drink of the week is brought to you by Yards Brewing Company, the French Toast Bites Ale. It is a 16 ounce pint, five and a half percent alcohol. Um, it's an ale brewed with cinnamon, brown sugar, and vanilla. So all the things you would make French toast with. I'm excited for this one. I, I'm hoping it's a hoping it's a good choice here, Chris. This is your this is your pick was, of the week, yeah. the drink of the week, right? Yep, this was my pick. This is this is one that I've actually heard of for. A, I, I don't remember if it was last year whenever it first came out or the year before, but I read about this. I hear the French toast bites in um, from local in Philly is supposed to be something that you know people go crazy about. So. Yeah, it was uh, the French Toast Bites were started in 2018 by Sharice McGill. Um, it was a freshly made street food treat from a food truck in Philly. And they, they took that recipe and turned it into a beer. So we know we, we with our chubbiness and fat kids, um, this is right up our alley here. So looks like an ale. Smells like an ale. Uh-huh. It's a little bit more hoppy than what I was thinking. Yeah, there's some subtle flavor in there. Jason just did did an Austin 316 there and buried the whole beer. (laughs) Were you even able to 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 taste? Uh, or get a flavor profile before you decided to chug it. Nah, <laughs> it just tastes that like norm- regular. That, yeah, that normally if Jason's chugging it, that normally means he does not want another. And, and that's, <laughs> that's how. But I, I have another because it did. You know, it didn't taste much for me, and it was kind of smooth. Donald, what do you got? Um, I got subtle hints of uh, French toast. Um, it tastes like a L, like Chris said. Very bland. I get down with it, so I give it right in the middle a three. Chris, you got that bitter beer face going on right now. Not so much the bitter beer; it's just still kind of getting over everything. Um, yeah, it's it, like I said, it looks like a nail. It smelled like a nail. It for the most part it tastes just like a nail. Uh, so, not a whole lot of excitement here. Unfortunately, I had I had higher hopes than than what I'm getting, but it is a little smooth. You know, I'm getting a little bit, I am getting some sweetness while I'm drinking it. It's smooth. It's drink. It is drinkable. Um, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's slightly above average, but 
you know, am I going to keep going back and drinking more of these? I, I no, probably not. I, like if I had uh, like another four pack of this or something, I don't know. I'd, I'd drink it, but I'd probably rather share it than than drink them all myself. I think I'm gonna be generous here. I'm just gonna give it a two. Yeah, Donald, your your uh, scale one to five sumos. Set three in the middle. Three. Okay, mm-hmm. Jay, you'll have another. I'll have another. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think I'm I'm most disappointed with the flavoring. Um, I was expecting it to be way more, um, not so much punch in the face taste, but I was expecting it to be more flavorful than what it is. Yeah. Uh, from that standpoint, so I was a little let down there. It is a smooth beer to drink. Um, it's not not a harsh sip, um, mm-hmm. so you you no, can you know drink these and and kind of go along your night having you know three, four, maybe five of them. I don't know if you want to go that hard because they are pounders, but um, yeah, flavor wise, taste wise, you're you're not going to get that from this from this beer in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're out and about and you see this in, in your local brewery, by all means, pick it up, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you thought of the French toast bites ale there from yards brewing company. And Did you up, how, Oh, um, I'll go, I'll go with you, Chris. I'll go two out of five on a sumo okay. scale. Um, yeah. Flavor let me down here with this yeah. one. So, um, and as always, we ask that you pick up your bottles, cans, shot glasses, brown paper bags, whatever you're toasting with this week, and to good ships and wood ships and ships that sail the seas. The best ships are friendships, and friends will always be. All right, this week in sports, congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs for winning the national championship Monday night. Um, goes to show how dumb marked we are, where we all picked Alabama. Um, but well, yeah, Jason went opposite. I'm always there. right, man. You're gonna live that yeah, up forever. If you were if you were a 1920 silent film, you'd put <laughs> like from an energy standpoint, you're at a you're at a two. Um, but no, congratulations to Georgia uh winning there. Um we got NFL playoffs kicking off later on today with two games today, three tomorrow, one Monday night. I hate it. Um, just give me three games each day yeah. while yes. our weekend. Yes, yes. I, I get the reason why they're doing it, but yep. yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna pass on on that. Um, so well, at least put the Steelers on Monday night. No, nah. they, they don't deserve to be on Sunday night. Like, they don't deserve Sunday night. They should be on um, at four thirty today. On, <laughs> you should have thrown them on the one o'clock slate on on Sunday. <laughs> um, no faith. So, Chris, do you got the graphic from our NFL picks to start off the year here? All right, so you can see there we went through each division, picked a, picked who we thought would be champions. I think out of the four of us, Jason had the most division winners picked correctly. Um, everybody does have their Super Bowl picks still alive as of this time today. We will see how that plays out throughout the weekend. I have Bucks versus Bills, Chiefs over the Packers for Jason. Donald got Chiefs over the Rams, and Chris has Bucks over the Chiefs. So with that being said, do any of you guys have a mulligan here that you'd like to use as they do in golf and reselect your Super Bowl teams, or are you going to ride it out and stick with your initial pick from the beginning of the season? I am going to ride mine out. 
All right, Donald sticking with the Chiefs over the Rams. Chris, Jay, either one of you two want to make a change to your pick there? I'm rounding out. All right, Chris is going for a Super Bowl rematch um, from last year with Bucks and Chiefs. Jason? Steelers Packers. You're fucking insane. <laughs> There's no way. Over, boy. <laughs> Vince McMahon's theme songs, no way in hell. They should be playing that when the Steelers walk out of the locker room. <laughs> and listen, I'm doing all this uh negative press because I'm you know I'm a very superstitious guy. Um I'll be wearing the same thing I wore the last two weeks when the Steelers played to get wins tomorrow. Um so I'm just gonna keep conjuring up the negativity and pile on that we don't have a chance in the case that we do pull off and have a chance and actually win the damn game tomorrow. We got a uh, we got a Browns fan watching. I was gonna go get my fitted and put on, but <laughs> I don't jinx it. Yeah, my Steelers gear. This is what the Pirates are losing. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll it'll be it'll be a very very tough uphill climb tomorrow night for the Steelers. Yeah. Um, 12 and a half point underdogs. They just lost 36 to 10. It really was 36, three. They scored a late touchdown three weeks ago to, mm-hmm. so yeah. And like I um, said, it, it just happened. So it's still fresh mm-hmm. in the mind. Corvette Corvette's back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's going to get a flat tire on the first route he runs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, stick to who you are. You don't gotta you don't gotta come here and change allegiances. You stick no, to who you, you change are. you change those allegiances. Nah. You root for Jason and you root for the Steelers. <laughs> well, you gotta go coming soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I'm a, I'm more of a realist. They they it's gonna be you know, I saw a lot of people this week talking about the 05 team and how they they went on the run how and everything else. They? I'm like, uh, that team was way more talented, one. Two, the quarterback they have for that team is the same quarterback. However, he was uh, 16 years younger and was able <laughs> to throw more than three yards downfield. So not even a comparison as to this mm-hmm. team versus the 05 team. It's not that deep. Yeah, that defense can stop the run and that team can run the ball. So. Yeah, no. Um, I'm I'm gonna take a mulligan on mine. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> the Bucks out, and I'm gonna go Packers Bills, um, for Super Bowl. Okay. So that that's that's me giving a mulligan. Um, Bucks are way too injured, even though they do have Brady and he's the goat. But I don't I don't see them being able to to rattle off three in a row to make it to the Super Bowl. So. Find out next week if Steve's pissed that he changed his picks. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, well. It'd be in two weeks because two weeks. Yeah, Tampa Bay would would I think they would potentially play Green Bay in the next round if they were to win, Um, unless one of the lower seeds behind Tampa wins, then the reseeding will take place. So, but yeah, don't uh, don't have anything else in sport. Oh wait, I do have one other thing in sports, Donald, and I know we're far off from baseball, and baseball is not something that we. Uh, the hot really and, about. And, um, the hot, and the hot stove is always burning in the winter. <laughs> hot stove is always burning, but um, I, I think we all care about baseball. It's just we all get very frustrated with the sport. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I oh I care about it. I have a passion for it. <laughs> so we saw we saw Amazon come into the NFL landscape this year as far as buying up games and and streaming rights for for games and starting next year 
I believe the the whole Thursday night slate you'll only be able to watch on Amazon. So if you don't have Prime, you're not going to be able to watch Thursday night football next year. Uh, this this week earlier in the week, MLB it was uh, announced that MLB and Apple are in talks for exclusive streaming rights deal. So Apple is now entering the the fray here with Major League Baseball. Um, good, bad, indifferent. What do you think? How's it going to impact the the league itself? I know it'll be an infusion of cash, but most of baseball's money comes from your your local TV mm-hmm. rights deals. Um, I don't know how that's going to affect you know, the local markets and, and rights. And there's no indication on whether or not this will go into agreement. If it does, when it's going to start, how many games they'll get, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, we saw ESPN do this with hockey. They, they got the hockey rights back and instead of putting it on ESPN, they put it on ESPN plus. So they'll have games on here and there, but for the most part, they're streaming games on ESPN plus. Um, so we know, you still get your, your local games. I, that's the thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, see, that's what I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, when you say Apple, I'm thinking like, yeah, you ain't getting shit, but. Because there are some games like for the Penguins with, like Sue was saying, with the NHL and ESPN. There are some games that are blacked out locally that you have to watch on the app. But then there's a lot of games that are blacked out on ESPN, like on ESPN. Because you have to watch it so locally. you have to watch it on, on AT&T mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I mean, your local game should always be free. But that's where that like like the old NFL rules were like that too. They was like, yeah. if the game's not sold out, it's going to be blacked out locally because you can go to the games because it's not sold out. Yeah. So right. those games have to be sold out for them to watch it locally. Now stuff changed and everything, so I'm not sure. But in my opinion, I think that any local team, like you know, like baseball, basketball, hockey, stuff like that, all local games should be for the locally people should be free. Yeah. No matter what, like, like they should show them on TV. Then nationally, they should be on yeah. like you know the apps and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But whatever two teams are playing, that local, like both local cities should get them. So my my thing with my thing with this is is right. I got Comcast as my cable provider, right? Mm-hmm. Because of Comcast, in order to watch local games, I have to pay for a sports package in my Comcast cable bill. On if, for, for just for baseball, in general, for lo- for anything local, you uh, you're paying. If you look on your Comcast bill, you're getting charged each month for a local sports package yeah. in order to yeah. watch your local sports. So I'm not. You're not double dipping into my wallet and making me pay twice to watch yeah. the same games. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick and choose what I'm gonna do. <coughs> so, do I sign up for Apple TV and pay the subscription in order to watch? Baseball, but in general, if you're a baseball fan locally, like how many games are they going to get? You know, I know there's 100. Each team plays 162 games, so they can divvy up the pie accordingly. Um, but yeah, I'm. You're you're getting close to the point where I got to make a decision: Am I keeping this on as part of my cable package, or am I going to sign up and pay these streaming services? each month in order to watch these games regardless of sport not necessarily just baseball mm-hmm. but sport yeah. in general um because you're not you're not going to take me for for yeah you're not double my money each month just to enjoy sports and then with apple tv is it going to be under the paywall of apple tv plus or will it just be available on apple tv because there's that's two different things too, it seems, so. that, that's another thing mm-hmm 
So it's I like, you know, you know, for people that like to watch stuff on their phone or their tablet, you know, that's cool if they have an iPhone, iPad, or if you have like the Apple TV app on, you know, your smart TV or whatever uh, player you use, that's cool. But if you're going to hide it behind that paywall, that, that, yeah, that's a whole other question there. Like you're talking about Steve, that's yeah. what I've been really been going with the past few months. Like I'm getting ready to get rid of Comcast and switch to YouTube TV. Mm. So it's like, there's enough games on ESPN plus and TNT for hockey that I can watch that. And there's enough YouTube TV gets enough, you know, sports channels that I can watch stuff when I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, I'm eliminating the local channel. Yeah. You're eliminating so like, your local. So any, any yeah. game on a, on AT&T sports network here, you're not going to be able to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Good, Jason. MLB Nickelodeon crossover. <laughs> that will be fun for baseball. For, for for baseball, I think it will be fun. Yeah, because, of, because it will bring in, really interesting. Yeah, because it will bring in the uh, like the younger generation and that stuff. Because they say mm-hmm. how baseball is slow and everything, and people don't know the rules. Do something like that, you know, to get them interested into it. Yeah, because yeah, which game is it this week that's going to have um the NFL with it? Oh, they're starting out this week. Yes, yeah, this week. Okay. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, uh, it's it's one game. I forget which game it is, but yeah, it's it's you can watch it. You can watch it on Nickelodeon, Amazon, and then whatever channel it's regularly on. And I forget mm-hmm. the game that that they're doing it with yeah. this week. But it is this um, week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed. I I turned on bits of the Nickelodeon broadcast last year from the NFL because mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what they were going to mm-hmm. do with it, and I enjoyed it. Like. Yeah. The way they laid it out, the way they explained the rules, the way Teach they the game, stuff. everything. Mm-hmm. Adding adding the adding the Nickelodeon touch with the slime and the graphics and you know, cannon shooting off in the end zone and everything else when touchdown was scored. Like I enjoyed that. And if I was a six, seven, eight year old kid, like that's where I would go to watch, just mm-hmm. like how I tune into the Manning cast on ESPN two to watch Monday night football because yeah. I like the presentation and what I'm able to learn and everything else. So yeah, baseball wouldn't be wouldn't be bad to get, get into some sort of uh, programming like it's something, like you know. But, but baseball has so many problems with like mm. itself; it's unbelievable. Yeah. So that's the last thing on their mind. And speaking of uh, the Manning cast, um, Sunday Night Baseball is doing the same thing with A Rod and somebody else, and they got a couple games. I think eight games or something. Yeah. Are they as interesting as Eli and Peyton? <laughs> so my initial, my initial thoughts on this. I think Alex, I think A Rod will be ten times better doing this than what he was on Sunday Night Baseball. Yes, yeah. yes, for sure. Now, whether or not who he's paired up with, I don't. I know. forget who he is. Yeah, all that dynamic is going to work. I don't know. Are they going to try to run the same format as Peyton and Eli with having guests on during the game and everything else? None of that's been fleshed out or put out there yet. But I think A Rod will be way more entertaining watching him on this than yeah. he was on Sunday night baseball. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't deal with him on Sunday night baseball just <laughs> for me at all. So, all right, cool. That's this weekend sports. Um, hit us up. Let us know your predictions for the NFL playoffs, what we got right, what we got wrong. Um, enjoy the games this weekend. If you're watching and let's get into the world renowned world famous where I whoop ass every week. One got to go. Go ahead, Chris, your week so you can kick it off and explain what you got for us this week. Yep, I got uh, stuff for this week, but before we get into that, last week, Steve, you did winter activities. We, did, we ran our polls this week, and skiing, snowboarding, gotta go. 
I, I figured that one would be the one, um, one, just because of the cost and two, um, if you're like me, if you're going to a ski lodge, you're not skiing or snowboarding. You're drinking the lodge. So, uh, <laughs> bunch of damn ice skaters out here. <laughs> All right. So up this week. So this week for one those were the we Kevin got... Dun- those were the Kevin Dunn camera cuts. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do uh chewy candy. So these are actually the top four best selling chewy candy in order Skittles, then Starburst, then Sour Patch Kids, and then Haribo Gold Bears. This is an easy choice for me. Gold Bears gotta go. Huh? <coughs> Gold Bears gotta go. Get them off the list. You're a terrible yeah, take. You lost already. They're horrible. <laughs> Out of these four, they're absolutely horrible. I don't get gummy bears, gummy worms, whatever. Get it off the list. See you bye. Not interested at all. <laughs> Skittles, there's so many options and flavors. Um, I'm more of the smoothie Skittle guy compared to the original Skittle pack myself. Starburst, I'll crush a pack of Starburst, especially the all pink ones. And Sour Patch Kids, especially Sour Patch Watermelon Kids, that may be the best candy out there. So, yeah. Hairborough Gold Bears, commercials are lame, candy's lame. Get them off the list. Terrible. Terrible take. Terrible take. Um, one, each rings are top tier. They're god of this list. So they're not even they didn't even make it top. Nobody buys them. They're not even up there. Who takes wrong right there? Nobody buys them. They are they are a one. But uh, your personal list. I'm just telling you. I'm just letting you know. My sales data by by the buying power, the buying power of the American consumer. Peach rings is like nine thousand seven hundred seventy-two as far as how many people buy them. I'm an expert. I always have candy on. Again, another candy that's not on the list. You hold up a pack of nerds, and nerds is not available on this list. Top. I'm just telling you what what's top. But as for the list, uh, Starburst got to go. What? What? Because, because everything else is individual. What? You can pour in your hand, pop it in your mouth. Starburst, you got to forward a wrapper. I'm not. That's too much time on my hands. I don't need that. It's going. Wow. Talk about horrible. Well, they have Starburst bites where you can just grab them by the handful and pop yeah, them they, in Yeah, they, they do have those. Then you had to make a separate candy. <laughs> <laughs> Starburst biting on the list. Starburst. The gotta wow. go. Wow. Starburst gotta go. No, I ate paper because of Starburst. And now you, didn't, you didn't take them off right. I'm sure Look, you ate worse. As, <laughs> as and that paper gave a little patience. And that paper dissolves, so you're fine. Yo, mute his mic. He showed up late yesterday. He's giving out terrible takes today. About on an optional he's about, show. He's talking about candies that aren't even on the list. Like, the next thing you know, he's going to say Kowtow is the greatest candy of all time. That's not on the list. Two weeks, Jason will be giving us Jason's favorite four candies. <laughs> None of them got to go. Uh, for me, Skittles is probably one of my favorite candies of all time. You know, and Starburst, so I can eat those go all the time. Sour Patch Kids, big fan. Steve, like you said, I like, I actually like gummy bears and gummy worms and all that stuff, but I don't think Haribo gummy bears are very good. So I think they're probably the worst ones out of all the gummy bears. So for me, Haribo gold bears got to go. 
Uh, Sour Patch is number one candy for me of all time. I mean, there's nothing replacing that. Uh, Skittles and Starburst, they're basically the same for me. Uh, the, the Gold Bears, Herbert Gold Bears, that's the stuff you find in the corner of the, the carpet in your room and that stuff. That shit is disgusting, nasty, old out, played out. Gummies just in general are terrible. Sorry. Unless Gold they're Bears, edible gummies, then it's a different story. We gotta go. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for the numbers to come back next week, boy. Oh, I can't wait to come oh, back, yeah, boy. You're, 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 <laughs> you're gonna be wrong. <laughs> Y'all took off the OG, the original, <laughs> another one. <laughs> Never heard of what? Goldberg. 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 <laughs> Never heard of the Goldberg. There you go. Yeah, Goldberg. 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 He heard it. Only got me bears. He heard of one of the characters. That's it. What did you scroll up to find that, Chris? <laughs> That's a wrestling topic. What do you want? <laughs> so as always, tell Jason he's wrong and we're right. Um, especially with the with the man that, that is the, the resident snack guru. Um, he came up with just the worst take ever. Snack right? guru. You said it yourself. Snack God, they say. You know what you are God, you're saving Guevara. Hold on, you calling yourself the snack god is me calling himself the wrestling god. I don't call myself the snack god, they call me the snack god. Okay, who calls you? They call me. I'll pull the receipts. Bring them on next week. He said, I call myself Jimmy Sprinkles. They call me the snack god. <laughs> All right. See? Terrible. I'm not even dealing with you right now, dude. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Let's get into final thoughts. Wrap up the show. Oh, All right, boys and girls, thanks for tuning in to episode 69 of the Dumb Marks Podcast. Before we send things home, just a couple things. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you get notifications when we go live. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dumb Marks Pod. And don't forget that our audio-only edition of the show is available on demand on all your favorite podcast platforms. And support the show by telling a friend and also purchasing our official merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Pod. Gentlemen, anything else left in final thoughts? Yes. Don't forget uh, the, uh, hold on, Donald. Before you do that, I want to continue the, shame, the shameless plugs that we got here. Email the show, dumbrockspod at gmail.com. Go over to Pro Wrestling Tees. Pick up some merch, prowrestlingtees.com slash dumbrockspod. Go ahead, Donald. Thanks for tuning in, man. Oh, thank Thanks you. Oh, hold on. You got to You got to show. Wait, you gotta, stick around for, you gotta stick around for the quote of the week. <laughs> show with some positivity, even though we we banter back and forth and bitch and moan. We 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 send everybody home happy with some positivity to lead into the week. So if you stick around for that in a few minutes, we'll we'll get that rattled off to you. Go ahead, Donald. Okay, yeah, five gaming topics and one entertainment. Uh, my first entertainment. Uh, like I said last week, Attack on Titan premiered on Sunday. They actually have five million views of the first episode on the first day and actually had 10 million in the first three days. So uh, WWE wish they could have those numbers, right? <laughs> uh, for video game wise, um, Microsoft is discontinuing the Xbox one at the end of this, uh, at the end of the month. So no more Xbox ones will be produced or sold. So everything got to be used if you want one. Um, Sony's actually going the other route. They are making more PS uh, four pros because of the microchip shortage for the PS fives. So the PS5s are built, but they just have no chips in them. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the Nintendo Switch became Nintendo's most successful selling console, overtaking the Wii this past week. Um, Twisted Metal is actually coming back for PS5. Uh, they just switched their developers midway through the development process. They said the developer release not doing the way they want to, and they uh, they found the first party company to do it because they said they want to make it right, or the whole franchise will be lost. So expect Twisted Metal to come back sometime within the next few years. And for the final thing, someone stole a copy of Horizon Forbidden West, the new Horizon game coming out. Uh, they stole the copy for PS4. They said it looks very good on the PS4, so you just can imagine what the PS5 looks like. And uh, they just been sending screenshots, gameplay, spoilers, all over the internet. So if you want the game, try to stay off the internet, on off the gaming websites. Terrible. They won't be spoiled. And that's all I have. Tom, you were talking about the Switch, so they just recently came out with that OLED model. Does that get yes. factored into those numbers too? Do you know? Or I think they do. Okay. Yes, I think it does. Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. Okay. So I think it's I think it's the for their best selling consoles. It's the Switch, it's the Wii, and it's the Game Boy Color. So not even the Super Nintendo is up there, which is shocking. Sounds Jay, like Chris, one of you guys got final <laughs> thoughts? Um, you know, unfortunately, we had a couple of entertainment losses the past few weeks. You know, with Betty White at the end of 2021 and Bob Saget this week. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff this weekend. So I know I, I saw a lot of channels are going to be running some Golden Go- Golden Girls marathons, uh, some Betty White's movies. <coughs> I think I saw um, America's Funniest Home Videos is going to run something Sunday night, uh, like a tribute to Bob Saget. So some content to watch out there this weekend especially yeah. if you're going to be stuck inside with snow yeah up here in the east yeah yeah we're going to get you know pounded um potentially uh anywhere from four to 18 inches you got to love being a weatherman like, <laughs> yeah, I know. you just throw stuff out there and keep your job yeah the only job where you can be wrong 99 percent of the time and still keep it it's unbelievable um so yeah um so in that regards um i don't have nothing else to wrap up the show this week other than Um, A beautiful quote here from Betty White herself. And uh, she said, I always find the positive. It takes up too much energy being negative. Always find the positive. It takes up too much energy being negative. Cut that negative energy out from your life this year. Roll with the positive. Um, So Jason will probably be X'd out of this show moving forward. So (laughs) that being said, thanks for tuning in this week. As always, we love you guys. Appreciate the follows. Hit us up on social media. You'll catch us um, throughout the week doing different things on Twitter spaces and and that of the sort. And I'm a Mark. You're a Mark. Tell a Mark. And until next time, y'all can catch us around the way.